is up you guys my name is l kramer and thank you so much for stopping by and listening to the second ever episode of what the l a podcast brought to you by me l kramer where i talk to you about whatever i want to and you occasionally might say to yourself what the l what is going on what is she talking about but that's okay because that makes it fun and today i want to talk to you guys about loneliness and how that can manifest itself in your life and what that can look like in my life and ways to deal with that. So without further ado, let's get into it. So you may be asking yourself, what's the difference between being alone versus feeling lonely? So the Webster dictionary definition definition of these words are alone, having no one present and lonely, feeling sad because one has no friends or company. So what sticks out to me whenever I look at these definitions is lonely is more of like the feeling of like the emotional side of feeling alone and being alone is actually physically being alone and like there's nobody around you. So therefore that is the like basic definition of those two things. But that can mean a whole lot of different things for a whole lot of different people because everyone's different. Everyone deals with things differently. So it isn't as simple as that. So how do I know if I am truly alone or just feeling lonely? So if I'm physically by myself without the presence of others, I'm obviously alone. And if my state of mind is I'm feeling at peace, I'm feeling refreshed, that is also another indicator that I am alone, like physically alone. And it is important to like pay attention to your emotional state during this because loneliness is more of a feeling and alone is more of a overall umbrella term that can go in a bunch of different directions. So if a person is deliberately choosing to be alone, they may just prefer solitude. They may just rather spend time by themselves instead of socializing with others, which in that case, that would be considered alone and not feeling lonely another question i would be asking myself if i'm feeling lonely or if i'm truly alone is am i content am i content sitting in a room with just me just my thoughts am i comfortable with my own company and if the answers are yes then you're just alone and that doesn't mean you're lonely and i think putting a distinction between those two terms in your brain can be a positive reinforcement for you to just be like, no, I'm alone. It's not a bad thing that I'm alone right now. This can be a formational time. And if you don't feel happy with yourself, then it is probably a good reason that you're alone. It's probably, there's probably areas of growth for you. And there's probably things that you can work on in yourself that can help you not feel that way. And if your answer to the question am I content, was a no, then this is probably a good time for you to start asking yourself why. Why do I feel this way? Is it because there are things that I'm trying to avoid? Is it because I don't want to acknowledge that I feel alone or lonely? Is it because I'm embarrassed that I feel this way? It could be a number of reasons. And for me, I used to feel this way all the time. The way that loneliness would creep up into my life is through FOMO. And FOMO is the fear of missing out, which is basically 
when there's an event coming around and you decide to not go or whatever, you decide to stay home and you just let the thoughts of, oh my gosh, what are, what are they doing? And like looking on social media and just seeing them having so much fun, but you're like, damn, I should have gone and just going back and forth in your head and just, it's just not a good feeling. So how do I get over this whenever I'm feeling this way? I often have to remind myself that just because I'm not there doesn't mean that I need to be there. Like there's a reason for everything and there's a reason why I didn't go. And sometimes staying home is what I need. And it's okay to it's okay to stay home. It's okay to not go out on every Saturday night. It's okay to stay in watching Gilmore Girls on a Friday night. Like you don't have to always be doing something. And I I feel like I built up these weird expectations in my head that I have to be doing something on Friday or Saturday nights in order to feel worthwhile. And sometimes I can feel the loneliest whenever I'm in a room full of people because those people are just not seeing me the way I need to feel seen. And sometimes I need that time alone to recharge, recalibrate, and give myself the space to decompress because sometimes other people's energy can be too negative for me and I will feed into that and need to (laughs) recalibrate for a little bit. And sometimes if I've been with negative people for too long, I will go into a state of dissociation and just stop thinking for a little bit because I kind of shut down in those situations So if you struggle with dissociation, just know that you are not alone in that because sometimes you just got (laughs) to, your mind just has to protect itself because you can only deal with so much. And you may be asking yourself, well, how do I know if I'm in a state of disassociation? Well, disassociation is a mental process in which a person's thoughts, consciousness, identity, or awareness become disconnected from their immediate surroundings or experiences, which means that can be brought up in a variety of different ways. It can be through feeling detached from your own body, emotions, or thoughts, and like feeling like you are watching yourself outside of your own body and like your body doesn't belong to you. Like it's just kind of like an out of body experience. You can also feel disassociated by feeling like the world is unreal or distorted or detached. And like, you may feel like you are in a dream or in an alternate universe. Honestly, sometimes there's also like disassociative amnesia. I've, I'm a, my minor psychology. So I kind of, I'm kind of interested in all of this stuff, which is why I talk about it a lot, but this is more of like a memory loss kind of thing with like a medical condition, not due. Okay. No, not due to a medical condition, but there is some psycho type of psychological response involved with this type. And there's also identity dissociation, which can also lead to the development of multiple identities or personalities. So that is like the, the full on dissociative identity disorder. But if you are struggling with these things, how do you receive help? Um, so there's always therapy, but I know that's not an option for everybody. And it can be hard to talk about it because like you don't, sometimes like whenever I was going through states of dissociation, I didn't even know how to put it into words. So like, I honestly sometimes felt like talking about it just made it worse and made me feel frustrated because I didn't know how to explain it. So 
it kind of depends on what type of person you are. If you feel like talking therapy is the right therapy for you, then by all means go for it. But sometimes it's not the right approach depending on the individual. Sometimes medication can be helpful. Also, seek professional help. Talk to your doctor before you do decide to get on any anti-anxiety or post-traumatic stress disorder medication because those can definitely change a lot of things in your brain and you don't want to alter something that was never completely broken. But I know there's some of you out there who are looking for a more holistic approach and rather treat the actual root cause instead of putting a band-aid on your symptoms. And if you are that way, I applaud you and I'm proud of you. And so if you do feel that way, it is going to require a lot of journaling, a lot of looking inward, a lot of meditation, shadow work, and really figuring out why you're feeling dissociated. What about your life is giving you these moments where you just completely shut down? Like, are you surrounding yourself with people who cause you to feel that way? What is in your environment that makes you feel dissociated? Is there a way that you can change it? Can you leave this environment? Is it a permanent place that you're in? How do I break out of it? It's just a number of different questions you can be asking yourself to fix this. For me, what it looked like was a state of dissociation for multiple years. I, my body reacted that way from events that happened in my life that just caused me to freeze up and my nervous system became accustomed to that and it started figuring out that it needed to protect itself and so I kind of just shut down and like went emotionally numb for a while and sometimes that's hard to break out of. So how did I break out of the cycle of feeling disconnected from reality? So I had to incorporate a lot of self-care routines into my daily lifestyle which could be anything from working out, doing a face mask, <laughs> like staying in, being selfish, like doing things for myself that I want to do, relaxation techniques, mindfulness, maintaining just like an overall healthy lifestyle, eating good food, drinking a lot of water. Like those things also do affect you mentally as well because like what you're putting in your body is you become a product of that. But depending on the severity of the state of dissociation that a person is in, those techniques could not be as beneficial and you might need something a little bit more extreme, I guess. It's not really extreme, but this is where grounding techniques come into play. Grounding exercises are awesome because they can help you come back to the present moment when you're experiencing that disconnect. And these techniques involve you using your senses to reconnect with the places where you're at in the current moment. And it helps you focus on your breathing. Sometimes even touching objects can help you or doing the five second, or is it the five second? No, it's the five, five second rule. And so basically this concept was developed by Mel Robbins, a motivational Speaker, author, life coach, podcaster, amazing woman, you get the point. Um, she basically 
created this for whenever you have an impulse and you need to take action or make a decision that aligns with your immediate goals. You count down from five to one and then you physically move or act on that impulse. And the quick action of this is the keys to act quickly within the first five seconds without giving your mind the time to rationalize or overthink or reasons why you should not do the task that you wanted to do. So the five second rule is basically based on the idea that your brain has the habit of shutting down your ideas and desires with self-doubt, fear, or hesitation. And by counting down and taking immediate control, you can break this pattern and activate a part of your brain associated with taking initiative and making decisions. And I think if you don't know who Mel Robbins is, you should definitely give her podcast a listen. She is an amazing podcaster and amazing person. And yeah, I love her work. And if all of these tactics are still not enough to break your state of dissociation, then maybe this is where you can consider trauma therapy. Trauma therapy is basically addressing the impact of your trauma on your mental and emotional well-being and going to possibly support groups could be good and hearing other people's stories can help you come back to the present moment. That's always a good way to get reconnected with people. But it should be noted that dissociation is a multifaceted, complex phenomenon. And you should not self-diagnose. You should work with a qualified mental health professional to help you address this and see if you are in a state of dissociation. You shouldn't self-diagnose and do not create a treatment based on your own needs without consulting a doctor. Woo! After talking about dissociation for that long, I think I'm starting to feel a little bit dissociated. And with that, it is time to move on to the uplifting portion of this podcast. So why should you spend a extended period of time being alone? Well, let me tell you, being alone is one of the best things that you can do for yourself because during that time of solitude it gives you an opportunity to self-reflect and you can think deeply about your thoughts feelings and the way things have been happening in your life and this self-awareness can help you lead to so much personal growth like the personal growth that I've gone through the past six months is actually crazy. Like ask my best friend, I am not the same person I was six months ago. And that is due to the amount of alone time I have spent getting to know more and more things about myself every single day. You want to know why you have the best thoughts in the shower. It's because you're alone. And this is when your creative juices are flowing and there are fewer distractions, which allows you to have a deeper concentration and innovative thinking. And so that way you can have the best ideas. Therefore, you should spend more time alone. Whenever you are alone, you have all the freedom to be completely selfish and not think about what anybody else needs before your needs for once in your life. Like whenever you're 55, you're going to probably have kids and a mortgage. But whenever you're in your 20s and you're not committed to a partner, you don't have to worry about texting that person good morning. (laughs) Like, I mean, that's that's pretty nice. You're never going to have that again. You only have to worry about yourself right now. 
And in this time, you can still talk to people. That doesn't mean you need to cut off your communication with everyone. It just means that in this time, you're going to see what you like and what you don't like and partners. And that is a huge, also another eye-opening factor of why alone time is amazing. And the more time that I spend by myself, the more picky I become with who gets to receive my time because it made me realize how valuable my time is because I don't, there's only 24 hours in a day. There's only so much I can do, get done in a day. If I'm constantly letting other people rule the way that my day goes. And the more time I spend by myself, the more emotionally regulated I become. It allows me to have a space for emotional regulation and it allows me to process my feelings in a deeper level, whether they are positive or negative. And it helps me find better ways to cope with them instead of just shutting it down and being with people who don't fill my cup. Like I said before, solitude provides an opportunity for personal development and self-improvement. In your time of being alone, you are able to set distinct goals for yourself. You are able to work on your hobbies and you can acquire new fun skills without needing external validation from others. But I mean, I do struggle with external validation. I'm definitely, that is one of my weaknesses. And I'm still working on letting go of other people's opinions because everyone's always going to have an opinion on you. So might as well just let it go. A huge area that I need to work on that being alone allows me to work on is boundaries. With boundaries, it helps me establish and maintain healthier relationships in my life and it makes sure that I set aside enough time for myself which is so important to have a happy life. For introverts and highly sensitive individuals aka me alone time is also crucial because you need to recharge your social battery. I know for me after a long day of Working in the customer service industry, I can definitely just need to sit in a dark room and decompress and not talk to anybody because I can start to feel drained. Like I said, other people's energy affects me and I have to exert energy talking to people. And that's not a bad thing. It's just I can get tired of it after a long time and being alone allows me to refuel. I've also noticed since I've spent more time alone that my connection with my inner self is a lot stronger. So even though I have been spending time alone, I'm not feeling lonely because I feel very in tune with my emotions, with my values, and with my inner wisdom without other people's opinions or other people's influences on them. So I know I've mentioned why being alone is so important now. Now I want to give you practical ways on dealing with the overall overwhelming feeling of when you are in the thick of it and you just, you just are like, okay, I'm kind of tired of being alone. I I think I'm touch deprived. (laughs) Right now would be a really good time for some handholding. According to a study done in the last 12 months, 
it has been proven that 63.1% of students feel alone in college. And that is a huge percentage of people who are feeling the same way as you. So for starters, just because you are feeling this way does not mean you are alone in feeling this way. I also feel this way. I'm literally making a podcast on how to cope with this. So the first thing I like to do whenever I'm feeling isolated is I start off with acknowledging that I'm feeling this way and stop trying to ignore the fact that I'm upset because it sometimes can make me feel upset and make me feel not worthwhile because that is the devil telling you those things, which is not true. And if you get too sucked up into social media and comparing yourself to others, you can definitely believe you can definitely buy into all of the lies that Satan is literally telling you. And it's hard to get out of that. It's so hard to get out of that spiral. The second thing I like to do is tell a trusted loved one because once you vocalize how you're feeling, it can just honestly be a relief because once you just say it out loud, I think it takes some of the power away in your head and then you're like, oh, okay, this isn't as bad as I thought it was. The next thing I love, 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 love doing is going on walks, especially if you have a dog, you should 100% take your dog on a walk and take your dog to the park because your dog doesn't get to go out a lot and that is like probably the best part of, that is by far the best part of their day and spending time with animals can definitely release stress, but I mean, if you don't have a pet, still go on a walk and connect with nature because I always just feel personally regrounded whenever I'm in nature and it just allows me to be more present and grateful for my life. Take yourself on cute little dates because you should still be nurturing yourself. One day you will get to be nurtured by someone else, but for whatever reason, right now is not that time. And right now you need to do that because if you aren't doing that for yourself, who else will? And at the end of the day, in this world, all you have is Jesus and yourself. Everyone's going to disappoint you, including yourself. I've been so disappointed in myself so many times. So, I mean, it's inevitable. I also think creating a routine and developing good habits for yourself is also a really good step in the right direction because by doing these things, you are just creating a sense of stability for yourself in a world that is very uncertain and very fast paced. And one of the biggest things for me is I like to take things way too personally. This is one of the four agreements. It's a book. You should read it. (laughs) You should pick it up at some point and just read it. It's literally like 99 pages. You can read it in like two hours, not a hard read at all. And one of the key, one of the agreements in this little guide basically says you need to stop taking things so personally. And I am a chronic personal taker, (laughs) like so bad. And I have really tried to work on this because it is so freeing once you actually do not take things personally because then you just like 
protecting yourself from so much hurt that can be avoided. Another great tool is self-compassion. Be kind to yourself. Know that life is hard and it's going to give you ups and downs and it's going to throw you curveballs and that's the way it is and that's okay and you're doing the best you can and if you fall, just get back up. I can't tell you how many times I have fallen in like the past week. (laughs) The past week, it's a daily occurrence here. Something else that I really should get back into is journaling because that is a really awesome way to get your feelings out of your head and just like put them on paper because sometimes that just makes you feel so much clearer and give you better realizations about yourself and also doing like shadow work is another really good source to help you work through these feelings that you're having because sometimes you just don't know where to start and one of the biggest things that has helped me taken me out of this self-deprecating loneliness was shifting my perspective from isolation to gratitude because I am in a phase of my life where I don't know what's next and that really scares me but that's also really exciting because that means that there's so many opportunities that are out there for me there's so many different directions I can go in and it shouldn't be something that keeps me up at night. It should be something that drives me. It should be something that motivates me. It should be something that helps me figure out what I want to do. And overall, that is what I'm trying to achieve here. Practicing gratitude has probably been the most helpful tool this year for me, just because it has allowed me to completely shift my focus on things that don't matter to things that are actually important in my life. You have made it this far, so now we are going to answer some of your questions. Has technology made it harder to combat loneliness? 100% yes, because you can become addicted to scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, and it's just a bottomless pit of seeing everyone having fun and seeing that you're not there, and you're just, you can just get sucked in. So the more screen time you can avoid the better (laughs) because at least for me I mean if you're not affected by that then like that's great but I can get really wrapped up into all of it if I let myself so I try to avoid that at all costs do I find solace in any form of art um I do I think podcast actually and music has been a really big form of art that has made me feel connected to people and that was another reason I wanted to start this podcast I wanted to feel connected to people in a different way on my own terms Ooh, this is a really good question how do you think the COVID-19 pandemic has impacted your experience on loneliness well (laughs) I felt very isolated during COVID as did pretty much every single person and it I felt like I was literally rotting. (laughs) Like, I don't even know. It was just not a good time at all. I mean, looking back, I'm like, it wasn't that bad. Like, I had like a nice little stay-at-home vacation. But I was just going through a lot in my head at the time. So it kind of just felt like a prison, (laughs) to be honest. Like, a prison in my own mind. Because 
nothing was happening. And so I had all this time to focus on what I didn't like that was going on in my head. But I would take nothing from COVID back because that has formed me into the person I am today. And I strongly believe that everything does happen for a reason. And with that, I think that concludes the end of this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hopefully something I said stuck out to you or impacted you in some type of way. Hopefully you can now deal with your feelings of loneliness better. Hopefully you now understand the difference between those two terms better. And if you have any thoughts, comments, questions, please DM me. Everything's open. Please leave a like, please leave a comment and I'll see you next time. All right. Bye. Love you.